ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. I'm very excited about the broadcast today. and I've spent most of the day, uh, really, since early this morning in the presence of the Lord and praying and, and uh, just writing down what the Lord is saying and, and uh, <clears throat> listening closely. And as many of you know, we're in a, a time of uh, fasting and prayer for 21 days uh, from January 8th uh, through January 29th. And uh, it's a consecrated time that I believe the Lord has called us to and basing it on Isaiah 58, which you can uh, read that at some point. But I want you to know we appreciate every one of you that are participating with us. And uh, we sent your love and we feel your prayers. And honestly, I was seeking the Lord in December and asking if he wanted us to consecrate ourselves uh, with a time of prayer and fasting, as we have done for the last number of years. And uh, I was prepared to go either way. You know, I don't want to do anything just because of religious uh, tradition or, or because other people are doing it or that sort of thing. <clears throat> but the Lord spoke to me and said, do it. Uh, and if you know me, once the Lord says something, I'm going to obey it. And uh, wild horses can't stop me from obeying the Lord. So, uh we are in the last few days of this fast, and we are praying fervently and intensely for you. You know, God is going to do something powerful for all of our lives this year. It's going to be a great year. Now, to be clear, we're not trying to earn something with our prayer and fasting. Uh, but when God asks you to co-labor with him like this, there's an anointing that he releases uh, to break the yokes of bondages and break out of old cycles of the past and because of our obedience, God causes special blessings to be unlocked. I believe that we have the best people that are tuned into the, into the Spirit with us right here. And many people watch as we're broadcasting live, but many more watch from all over the world at various other times. And I want you to anticipate greater blessings coming to you and coming to your life and your family in 2023. I want you to know I'm praying for you every day. That's part of the prophet's mantle is to pray, especially for those that partner with this ministry. <clears throat> I'm praying for you. And so I thought I might give a shout out to some of those who've been writing in with your prayer requests. Troy and Brandy up in Michigan, we're praying for your situation and your family, and we're agreeing for your breakthrough. And I want you to know, I know you're watching and uh, we're praying for you and standing with you. Ruthie uh, has been dealing uh, with a health issue. She's been in and out of the hospital, uh, but she just got a really great report, and I believe she's resting at home right now, and uh, God's going to continue to heal her body, and the doctors have declared her cancer-free. Hallelujah. How many of you can rejoice with Ruthie on that? And uh, also praying for Christina and Brad. Uh, Brad has had to undergo some various tests. Uh, but I believe the Spirit of God is healing him right now. Amen. And uh, Sharon, we're praying with you and celebrating your recovery uh, from all the heart issues. And, and we know that you're healed. And I just believe this is a, a quick recovery, a rapid recovery. Amen. Cheryl, we're continuing to pray for your whole household miracles and your personal healing, and we get all the emails and all the requests, and we're praying and agreeing with you. 
And uh, we celebrate financial breakthrough that Mark and Paul and Kaylee and Susan have received. And uh, we're continuing to pray and believe for many more financial miracles and healings to come forth. And and uh, saying that, I want to remind some of you to, and invite you uh, to visit our website at lifepointchurch.cc. That's lifepoint with an E on the end of it, lifepointchurch.cc. CC stands for Christian Church. So <clears throat> lifepointchurch.cc, right at the bottom of the page, is a place where you can email your prayer request to us. And listen, I'll agree with you, and and when I pray and agree with you, you can just watch the hand of God move on your behalf. I'm telling you, it's part of my anointing, and I have faith that God will move your mountain for you, uh, because I've seen this, uh, I've seen the power of this type of biblical partnership work time and time again. The Bible says, when you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive. The prophet's reward. And I believe the prophet's reward is, is the miracles that money cannot buy. Amen. God releases miracles when we stand together, we pray together, we believe for one another. Amen. So visit our website, lifepointchurch.cc. Email me with your web with your uh, prayer requests on the website. And that goes right into my inbox. And let's take a stand together <clears throat> in agreement for your miracle. Amen. And uh, hundreds of people send our send their prayer requests. I take them very serious. I pray three times a day, and uh, I bring your prayer requests before the Lord in my prayer time. And uh, I just believe mountains are moving all over the place. And so, uh, I I just want to encourage you to uh, send us in your prayer requests. Amen. So welcome to Speak Life. I've got some great teaching and inspiration for you tonight by the Holy Spirit. I, like I said, I've spent the day in preparation and in prayer uh, since early morning. You know, Proverbs fifteen twenty three says, A word in due season, how good it is. Amen. <clears throat> I've got a good and a timely word for you tonight, and I believe it'll have a great effect on your future. You know, whenever the voice of the Lord uh, impacts your life, it doesn't just impact that moment, it impacts you uh, for for your future. And so I believe God's going to unfold answers that you've been searching for and cause you to rise above the current battles that you're facing. You know, God speaks to us with words that are timely and precise, prophetic words uh, for our current situations and for our future. And so when you begin to understand that, <clears throat> you're beginning to understand and get a deeper understanding of the prophetic ministry. It's not being unrealistic, where we're so heavenly-minded, we're no earthly good, nor is it being too realistic, which is just as much of a tendency, where you're just stuck in a rut because of the challenges that you're facing. But the prophetic is confronting reality with great faith and what God has said and putting it into words. You have to declare the word of the Lord. Listen, you can sense something prophetically, and never voice it. But with the prophetic, you have a choice to arise as a warrior and say, I'm going to say it. <clears throat> Amen. The Bible says, let the poor say, I am rich. Let the weak say, I am strong. I am a warrior. Most people won't do that. And that's why I love you all so much. 
because you've made a decision to fight the good fight of faith, wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. And no matter what it currently looks like, I know what God has said and and what God has said will be the outcome. So I'll take my stand of faith and I'll fight on. That's this audience, right? You know, I was watching a live TV show that I had recorded on our DVR, and I already knew what the ending was going to be, uh, but I still wanted to watch it play out, right? And so it was very suspenseful, looked like it wasn't going to go the way that it should, but yet I was still on the edge of my seat, you know? I already knew the outcome, uh, so I wasn't completely upset and stressed out, Uh, but in the final moments of the show, suddenly... Everything started turning around rapidly, and it ended just as I knew and just as I heard it would. So I thought of that as a prophetic uh, demonstration. Uh, The prophetic people of God, those are God's warriors. We have the keys to the kingdom, uh, and God has already spoken to us what the future is. And if we'll just continue to wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over us, we're just watching things play out. Uh, And we can have the same confidence in what God has already spoken. We will, without fail, pursue and overtake and recover all and possess every promise. Amen? You know, early this morning, I was thanking God for you, because I know you are no-nonsense people. You're like David's mighty warriors. They... They fought every battle, won every battle, been through so many battles. They, they know how to come out victorious, uh, but you're looking for the real, and you won't be fooled by the enticing words of man's wisdom. And you know, in many pulpits today, there's a great uh, salesman and a great businessman uh, who are successful because of their reliance upon a certain set of business skills. And uh, the difference with me is that I have nothing to offer you there. I have to totally rely on the Holy Spirit because the prophetic is all about total reliance upon the Lord. And it's my job to put into words what is already in existence, the end of the movie, right? But it is not yet manifested. And that's how the prophetic ministry flows. Amen? So we say, welcome to the future. And here we say, uh, hear tomorrow's news today. And so... Uh, We just stand in the word of the Lord, and and we encourage you today. And so tonight I'm going to teach on possessing your prophetic promises. Possessing your prophetic promises. And I just want to pray over some of you before we get started, because I believe there's some of you who are shifting gears right now, and you're wondering what's going on. You're in that in-between moment where the clutch is pushed in, You're not quite in the new gear. You're kind of in that in-between moment. Uh, But I just sense that there's such a a great shift to a higher uh, release of God's power in your life uh, that you're you're almost ready to look back at some things. Don't look back. Just keep looking forward. Keep pressing. Keep believing what God said because that's what's happening right now. God is setting you up. Uh, to possess your promise. And so tonight we're going to talk about uh, possessing your prophetic promises and fulfilling your prophecies. And just because God has spoken a great vision over you or a great calling, it doesn't mean that everything will go perfectly. 
and you'll never have to deal with uh, trials or troubles, right? You know, you look at the life of Joseph. He had a very distinct vision from God, very clearly identified and outlined, and he thought he knew what it meant, but then it, it, it actually that prophetic uh, dream or dreams came to pass so much different than what he originally uh, uh, had defined it. He thought it was going to come to pass this way, came to pass altogether different. But he went through all kinds of challenges along the way. But listen, without getting thrown into the pit, <clears throat> without being sold to the Ishmaelites, without Potiphar's house, without the unfounded accusations from Potiphar's wife, uh, without having to endure his unfair and unrighteous time in prison, uh, he would not have been prepared to be the right-hand man of the most powerful ruler on the planet in his time. And actually, historically they say, uh, history says that what Joseph did actually saved the human race uh, from extinction. It was such a a terrible famine that had overcome the world. And because of Joseph's obedience to God and, for, and being in the right place at the right time, uh, he saved so many. And of course, he saved God's uh, chosen people. And so God had to make sure he was at the right place at the right time. And he went through all kinds of troubles to get there, all kinds of preparation you know, Bishop Hammond has a saying, God always makes the man or the woman uh, before releasing the mighty ministry. And so if you're supposed to be a one-story building, the foundation work only has to be so deep. But if you're called to be a 300-floor skyscraper, uh, the foundational work is much deeper. It takes much longer. It's much stronger. There's much more uh, process to go through. You know, uh, and, and some of you are questioning what's going on in your life and why hasn't something happened yet. Well, God must, must have a, a high calling for you. You know, Joseph was anointed for this calling. And I want to touch a little bit tonight on the anointing. I believe the anointing that God gives certain people is supposed to uh, help you to accomplish certain things. And so, you know, in some places, they, they pour enough oil on you, you could fry all of Kentucky Fried Chicken's chickens. Uh, but there's, uh, and then there's some places they just do a little dab, a little dabble, do you? Uh, but it's not the amount of oil. It is the anointing and the faith behind that oil. It's the anointing of the Lord. Uh, so I want to look at 1 John chapter 2. Uh, tonight, starting at verse 18, it says, Little children, it is the last hour. Now think about this. John the Beloved, he was saying it was the last hour. Well, if a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day, he's still right. We're in the last hour. And uh, Apostle Peter said on the day of Pentecost, uh, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit, and this is that. And so... He says, little children, it is the last hour, and you've heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. You know, uh, Bishop Hammond's prophetic word for 2023 is, we're not just in the last days, we're in the last 
hours and the last minutes of the last days. And so just to kind of give you a concept uh, 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 that we have been in the last days for a little while now, but God is ready to do more. Amen. And so he's talking about the Antichrist coming. And so the concept John was communicating is that there's always been an Antichrist spirit flowing in different individuals. You know, Hitler had an Antichrist spirit. Uh, Mao Zedong, uh, Joseph Stalin, uh, Mussolini, Saddam Hussein, you know, this mass murder uh, spirit. That's an Antichrist spirit. And from time to time, to time, you'll see this thing rise up. And so he's saying that there's always been this Antichrist spirit. But look at verse 19. It says this, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. They went out from us, he said. These were believers who had walked with them. So how can that be? How can that be that believers who, were, who went out from us, John was saying, had that Antichrist spirit? Well, f- first of all, the word anti, the part of that word anti, doesn't just mean against Christ. Uh, it, it also means instead of or in place of. And so there is something being put in place of Christ. And we need to understand that the Antichrist spirit means in place of the anointing. Something else in place of the anointing. They were in the midst of the church, but they were never part of the kingdom of God. This is what he was saying. Now here is the part many people quote uh, in verse 20. But if you read it in context, you start understanding what John was saying. It says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. doesn't mean you're a know-it-all. What John was teaching was you have an anointing, and in regards to your anointing and your calling, by the Holy Spirit, you'll know everything you need to know about the anointing that you have. The anointing is the difference maker. And so when God instructed Moses on how to compound the anointing oil, uh, they they have had men that were uh, uh, craftsmen and artists at creating different oils and perfumes. And so God instructed them on how to compound this anointing oil. And they used both bitter and sweet spices. And in the compounding uh, the compounding craftsman or that artist used a specific amount of of this and a specific amount of that, both bitter and sweet. And so that tells us that sometimes, just like Joseph, we go through bitter things and we go through sweet things, but all things work together for good for those who are the called, those who love God and are the called according to his purposes. So that perfume artist with a mortar and pestle would pound out just the right amount of each ingredient and, 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 and pound into that until the final outcome <clears throat> was a sweet and beautiful fragrance. So who was the great architect and compound artist in our lives? 
It's God himself. God himself who allows uh, and, and dialogues certain things in our lives. You know, he, 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 he uh, causes certain things to occur in our lives so he can make this beautiful and unique fragrance that only you have. It's an expression that only you have from him. It's a certain anointing. But what I have from God has come by years of joy and pain. But the pain that I've gone through has produced a passion that is absolutely unstoppable, a drive to see God's will to be done. And we are the body of Christ, the anointed one. And we are all the anointed ones, Christians. We are all anointed. And so this may seem elementary to some of you, uh, but you must be reminded of the foundational things, even as God is building us even higher and higher. So there are three things or three expressions or offices of the Old Testament that are compounded together uh, in the New Testament Christian. Three things. Say three things. All right. I can hear you in my spirit. Uh, Three things that are compounded together. Three things that God uses as that anointing uh, uh, compound artist and craftsman. And those three things, I believe, uh, you can see in the life of David. And so Jesus referred to David more than he did anything else or anyone else in the Bible. And so those three things, I believe, are relevant to us today. Those three things are the prophet, the priest, and the king. The New Testament believer has been anointed as prophet, priest, and king. Those are three things that the Lord has released to the church. Each one has a designated expression. So the priest, we know what the priest is, right? The priest is the one who ministers to God. Let me tell you, there's, there's so much more that needs to be said about worship. Ministering to God. Uh, Psalm 149, it says, when we begin to uh, sing and we worship and we let the high praises of God be in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand, we begin to execute vengeance upon the enemies of God. We begin to destroy the strongholds and pull them down. And that happens as we praise. And so the priests would minister to God And they'd pray on behalf of the people of God, uh, pray that they would be forgiven. They'd go to the Holy of Holies on behalf of the people of God for the people of God to be forgiven. And then in in the New Testament, we've been made priests under our God. Isn't that right? And, And so the priest has a specific dimension uh, that we need to operate in today. We need to be praying for others. We need to be praying for our families. We need to be praying. uh, The Bible says, pray for those of the household of faith. Pray for me. (laughs) Pray for 
um, ministers. Pray for leadership. You know, it's when they prayed for Peter uh, that the angel showed up and delivered him. And they were so surprised that Peter showed up at the door that they thought he was a ghost. They thought Peter had been killed and his ghost showed up at the door. Well, what happened was God was answering their prayers in a powerful way. The church was praying for the church leaders. I think that's vitally important today uh, that the church remembers to pray for the leaders of the church. So part part of the three is priest. We've been made priests unto our God. And so we need to pray for each other. We need to pray for the leadership of the church. <coughs> Excuse me. And we need to minister to God. We need to have our own personal uh, times of worship and our corporate times of worship and in our own relationship with God, in, in ministering to God. Amen. And, and so that's priest. And then prophet. The prophet. And so in the New Testament... Uh, every believer is called uh, to have a personal relationship with Almighty God. <coughs> Prophets receive the word from God, and that word becomes the voice of God to the people of God. He takes the words of God, and he makes it a voice. And so that's what prophets do. Prophets hear the voice of God, the word of God from God, and they make it a voice in the earth. That's what prophets, that's the ministry of the prophet. <clears throat> We're called to take the word of God and give voice to it as New Testament believers. We're called to take God's word and give voice to it. Now, whether you're a musician, songwriter, uh, an artist with paintbrushes and canvas uh, and paint, or a businessman with a business pen writing and crafting business deals, you have to take the word of God and give voice to it. It doesn't matter what you do. (coughs) Take the word of God and give voice to it. In other words, take scripture and begin to declare it. Speak God's word over everything you do. Begin to give voice to it. Psalm 103 in verse 20, you've heard me say this many times. It says, angels heed the voice of his word. Not just his word, but the voice of his word. We have to give voice to his word, and then angels go and fulfill the word of God. They respond to the voicing of his word. In the new covenant, God needs your voice. As a Christian, as a believer, you can't just sit back and, and moan and groan about what's going on around you. You have to begin to speak the word of God, speak the promises of God. I'm telling you how you possess your prophetic uh, promises. You have to give voice to them. And there's a prophetic dimension to every New Testament believer. <clears throat> so when I talk about how John said uh, there are antichrists, that were among us, there are people who choose not to do what the Word of God says, and they substitute it for something else besides operating in the anointing. So God needs your voice. He needs you to speak His Word and not the words of the world around you 
or the words of uh, false prophets in, in the news media or uh, uh, all these prognosticators out there that are saying all kinds of negative things about the economy or about <clears throat> whatever. Uh, you know, th- lately we've heard a lot of people talking about uh, transhumanism or all these other things. They're giving voice to things because that is how things are designed to flow. Once you give voice to something, you're empowering it. That's why you you have to guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so you have to guard what goes in, garbage in, garbage out. But if you put the word of God in, the word of God is what comes out of your mouth. And so that's vitally important as a New Testament, New Covenant uh, believer. God needs your voice. He needs you to release his word and give voice to his word. And so every believer in the New Testament needs the prophetic operating in their life. Every believer. Uh, The book of Hebrews says that Jesus is the high priest over our profession of faith or our prophetic decree. When we begin to decree a thing, like Job 22, 28 says, it is established unto us and light begins to shine on our ways. This is key to to the... Uh, emerging church today. The church is coming up higher, and it's key for us to understand the power of our words. That's why the prophetic is being stirred up the way it is in the body of Christ right now. God needs your voice. God needs you to speak things over your family. You know, I was reading before bed last night in in, uh, uh, Numbers uh, chapter 6, where God said, this is, this is how I want you to uh, speak the blessing over Aaron's children. And by doing that, you put my name on them. And see, as a mom or a dad or a grandpa or, or grandma, you have the authority to speak God's name over your loved ones. And you cut off uh, the curse of the enemy and you begin to release the blessing of God but it has to be given voice. God needs your voice. And so Jesus is the high priest over our professions of faith or our prophetic decrees. Listen, no voice, no unction, no understanding. God wants you to voice what God has said. This is made available to you by the amazing grace of God expressed in our new covenant through Jesus Christ. This is an amazing dimension that is released to to us as new covenant believers because of the amazing grace of God. Jesus made sure that you had the same authority that he did, that, that he walked in when he was a man, Christ Jesus. You know, there's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. <clears throat> so Jesus made sure he didn't, he didn't ever pull upon his own deity uh, to, to walk in this world and show us how to be an overcomer. No, he just walked in the amazing grace that God put upon his life to demonstrate to us he's the prototype 
of how we are supposed to live this life. And so he spoke. Uh, some people wonder, why did he speak to the fig tree the way that he did? And, and he said he went over to it. It had leaves on it. If it had leaves on it, it was supposed to have a fig underneath each leaf. And so when he went to that fig tree, there was no food on the fig tree. It wasn't fruitful. And so he cursed the fig tree at its roots. No man eat of you any longer. And the next day they're walking back past that same fig tree. And Peter looks at it and says, Master, the fig tree that you cursed is withered up from the roots. Why did Jesus put that demonstration in there for us? Because uh, he's showing us the power of life and death is in our tongue. Uh, This program is called Speak Life. Uh, Proverbs 18.21, the power of life and death is in your tongue. You're going to eat the fruit of whatever you're saying. And so, especially in the New Covenant, there's a prophetic dimension to every believer. What you say is what you get. What, you're, what you see in your life today is all the fruit of the words that you've been speaking over the last couple of years. Now, change your words, and you'll change your world. So that's, that's the key. It's the grace of God in the New Testament, every believer has the authority to speak and release life or death. That doesn't make every believer a prophet. Uh, No, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, though, and you may all prophesy. So a personal relationship with God our Father is part of your inheritance in the new covenant, to hear his voice, the preceding word. (coughs) Man cannot live. Excuse me, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. And so part of our inheritance in the new covenant is being prophetic. And it's different from the office of a prophet. The office of a prophet is completely different from having being a prophetic generation. And so we better quit looking to stone the prophets uh, because... Uh, they missed it here or they missed it there. Uh, no, because man is infallible. Uh, every man is, is infallible. There's no man that is not infallible, even prophets. Prophets can miss it. Uh, God can change his mind. We've talked about that many times. Instead of looking for how many times somebody has missed it, look for how many times they were right. <clears throat> Amen. We've talked at length about how God can speak one thing and then change his mind. Instead of looking for where someone's failed, look, look for where they got it right. When Jesus met up with Nathaniel, remember Nathaniel laughed at Jesus and said, what good thing could come out of Nazareth, right? What did Jesus do? Jesus said, behold, an Israelite in whose mouth is no guile or no deceit. Why did Jesus do that? Why did, why did he ignore the wrong thing that he said uh, and spoke well of Nathaniel? Why? Uh, because he chose to rise above uh, somebody who was speaking negative. He chose to overpower the, the negative talk uh, with a talk of life. He wanted to release life. 
uh, when Jesus was with the woman at the well uh, who had five husbands, and right now she was with a new guy who wasn't her husband. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus didn't berate her over that. <clears throat> Instead, he complimented her and empowered her, and she became his first evangelist. And the Bible says she won the whole city to Jesus, brought them, brought them all to Jesus. <coughs> Listen, if we'll become more like Jesus instead of judging people and being ready to stone the prophets, Listen, we would see a massive harvest in the church if we'll just behave more like Jesus and learn to speak properly. God is raising up prophets who can see the potential in the hearts of of someone and not just their shortfalls. And we need to learn to do that. Because when you hear a true word from God, and prophets will prophesy a true word from God, hearts change. I've seen it happen many times. So we've got priest, we've got prophet, and then we have king. The kingly anointing. The kingly anointing brings forth God's commands and subdues every enemy, bringing bringing everything under the authority of the will of God. That's the kingly anointing. It brings forth God's command and subdues every enemy and brings everything under the authority and the will of God. The king inside of you executes God's commands and overcomes every enemy, bringing the world around them under the will of God. That's how a king rules. By the way, this is the description of the New Testament church or ecclesia that Jesus was talking about. Amen? We've been given a title. We've been made kings and priests unto our God. When, when uh, uh, Jesus was walking into <clears throat> Caesarea Philippi, and I'll talk about this more in a minute, uh, Peter began to hear from heaven and begin to speak about uh, Jesus <coughs> as the Messiah. And Jesus began to talk about the ecclesia. And that's what I'm talking about tonight. So here are the keys to the kingdom. All, it includes all, all three, the prophet, the priest, and the king. It takes all three flowing in maturity to produce the kingdom of God with balance in the earth. The priestly anointing should not overpower the prophetic anointing. <clears throat> the, the priestly anointing would say there's no need to prophesy. There's no need to, to, to actually speak the word of the Lord. Let's just stay in the presence of God and pray. <clears throat> or people who are more uh, out of balance with the prophetic, they... They have no desire to go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. Just prophesy to the heavens, uh, and they'll come running in. Uh, Some people can be so heavenly-minded that they're no earthly good. And the kingly anointing uh, also speaks to industry, learning to properly use your talents and gifting to produce wealth. And if you get that out of balance and you don't have the priestly anointing and the prophet's anointing balanced, balancing all three, then you can get so caught up in industry 
in the kingly anointing uh, that you lose track of, uh, of the rest of your life, and, and life goes spinning out of control, out of balance. But learning to properly use your talents and gifting to produce wealth is the kingly anointing. Listen, kings are wealthy. You're, you are part king. Hear me when I say this. You are a prophet, a priest, and a king in the kingdom of God. You're part king, part priest, part prophet. King David is the example of the new covenant believer in the Old Testament. He's prophet, he's priest, and he's king. Amen? So in possessing your promise, God wants to hear his own voice. Now, said all that to say this. If you want to possess your prophetic promise, what does it take? It takes God hearing his own voice. God wants to hear his own voice. Do you know the only voice Jesus really listened to was the voice of the Father. Jesus said, I only speak what I hear the Father speak. That's the only voice he spoke. When we're, We are called to decree and declare the voice of God. Remember, the serpent asked Eve, did God really say that? Are you really saying what God said? See, it's the releasing of God's voice that releases the light that drives out the darkness. It's the decreeing of his prophetic promise that changes the course of the things in the world around us. When we begin to release God's voice, God loves to hear his voice and back up his voice. When he hears his voice, angels hear his voice. They begin to go to work. Things begin to happen and change. And the course of everything in the world changes to line up with his will. Remember, in the beginning, God spoke, and everything became, uh, everything that was out of order and in chaotic, tumultuous condition, (coughs) everything was fine-tuned to the frequency of his voice. The essence of the prophetic is this, we speak what he says, and he hears himself. We speak what he says, and he hears himself. Listen, God took dust, created a framework of a man, and he breathed his breath into Adam. And then he said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. That's all three. Be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because then you'll begin to judge everything based upon good and evil. You'll begin to weigh everything out based upon good and evil. Instead of just living on the voice of God, God was visiting and speaking to them each and every day. That's that's how we live in the glory. That's how we live in the presence of God we spend time in his presence, and we, we stop eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We're not judging people and, and basing their goodness or their evil, uh, weighing it out like that. We're not judging ourselves based upon good and evil. But we hear the voice of God, and that's what we consume. That's what we, 
we are, are fed with. Instead of just living on the voice of God, uh, Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They should have just said to the serpent what God's voice was, and God's voice would have done the job for them. The voice of God <clears throat> releases a deposit from God into your heart that enables you in your place of dominion. So when God speaks to you, <clears throat> he deposits something in you that enables you to rule and reign with him. It enables your place of dominion. Remember Jesus? Uh, they said, you haven't been able to go eat anything. You, you, you don't have money. You didn't have time to do this. And Jesus said, I have bread that you know not of. And then he, when he taught his disciples to pray, he said, give us this day our daily bread. <clears throat> That's the voice of God. Jesus is the bread of heaven. He's the word made flesh. He's the voice of God, right? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And so give us this day our daily bread. Give us the voice of God every day and let it feed us. Let it strengthen us. Let us release the glory of God within us. Let it be that which nourishes us. See, the mandate from God is in the beginning the same today. The way it was in the beginning, it is the exact same thing today. Pray, commune with God, have dominion, and multiply. That's what we're called to do, to pray, to commune with God, let God speak to us, have dominion from that position of hearing God, and then multiply. Let the kingly anointing bring wealth and increase into our lives. The enemy wants to block that. <coughs> the enemy wants to keep you from drawing closer to God. That's what happened in the garden. Through a twisting of, of lies and deception, the enemy deceived Eve, <coughs> excuse me, and then Adam. And God <coughs> will cause you <coughs> to eat the fruit of the tree of life every day. The enemy wants to cause you to eat from the wrong tree again and say, I'm good today, I'm not evil, or I blew it, so I'm not good today. And then you're measuring everything by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I'm good today. I'm not good today. I'm, I'm not so good today. Uh, I'm kind of half and half today. <coughs> and God wants us to walk in our purpose, in our destiny, <clears throat> by eating of the tree of life, in hearing his voice daily. Are you getting this tonight? So much more to this. And uh, I'm trying to give you the best I can, the quickest I can. Uh, but without this opposing view from the tree of the good and e of good and evil, Adam and Eve only saw themselves as overcomers. All they saw themselves as were overcomers. They were seeing God's glory. They were seeing God's goodness. They were seeing His multiplication. They were seeing His dominion. But once they ate of the wrong fruit. They saw themselves as naked and lacking, and they hid themselves from God. See, that's what the enemy wants you to do, separate from God. <clears throat> In fact, draw away from God, hide yourself, and see yourself. 
as measured against good and evil. <clears throat> God comes to the garden and says, where are you? What was that? That was deep, calling unto deep. God was calling unto himself inside of Adam. He was calling unto his own voice inside of Adam. <coughs> what God is listening for is the words that he's just deposited into your spirit and into your soul. Suddenly it was stolen from mankind. Adam disobeyed the voice of God, and he hides from God. And now he has God's breath without the word of God, and the breath is slowly diminishing. And I told you I wanted to go back to Caesarea Philippi with Jesus. <coughs> so Matthew chapter 16. We're almost done. Matthew chapter 16 says when Jesus, in verse 13, it says when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, that means Caesar was there. And he asked his disciples saying, that's what Caesarea stands for, Caesar. He had his headquarters there, Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And so they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, some Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Listen, don't ever listen to the some-sayers. Some say this, some say the some-sayers will always have something to say that's wrong. Every one of those answers were wrong. <clears throat> and he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Who has heard the voice of the Father? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus spun around and answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. He said, You're the small rock, but on this big rock of hearing the voice of the Father, I will build my church. That's the prophetic uh, generation, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. Let me just say this. <clears throat> gates represent authority. Gates represent a, an organized <coughs> uh, authority. <clears throat> and he's saying, all the enemy could organize against you will not prevail against you. In other words, Jesus heard the voice of God in Peter, and it moved him. Now, I want to encourage you. <clears throat> You've heard God. You've got prophetic promises on the inside of you. You've got his voice. Begin to give voice to what God has said. Begin to speak it out. Begin to call it out. In the face of all opposition, mountains will move when you begin to speak these things out. Things will begin to realign and reorder and go from chaos to cosmos, from, uh, from out of order to divine alignment as you begin to speak the voice of God. This is a part of the prophetic that many people miss. 
I'm not going to throw rocks at people. I'm not going to judge people. I'm not going to critique people. <clears throat> Some people are just so immature they don't even know it. Uh, but you've got to be able to rise above all of that and fulfill your mission by speaking what God has said. Even if you don't understand it, even if you don't see any way that it could possibly happen, begin to speak it. Because God wants to see, he wants to hear his voice coming out of you. Amen. Father, I pray for your people tonight. Let this be a unique week of hearing your voice. Releasing sudden breakthroughs for your people. Cause favor your amazing favor to overwhelm their lives. Cause them to receive unusual miracles, Father, that go above and beyond everything that they have ever expected. Show them the power of your voice moving mountains and releasing your glory in them. Show them that they can be the prophet, priest, and king in their lives, just as you've called them, Father. I thank you, Father, for this strong anointing right now. It's going into every life and every heart. This prophetic mantle, Father, is moving uh, and removing religious concepts and replacing it with relationship with you. And Father, I just pray for your people right now that you would open their ears to hear, open their eyes to see, and give them hearts, Father, to begin to receive and walk in the fullness of of what you've promised to them. Let them speak it out boldly. Believe and receive in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless you. Amen and amen. Amen. I believe God's going to speak more and more to you. You're going to be trusted with more revelation from God, more revelation knowledge, more wisdom from God. And you're going to begin to recognize the authority, the authority that you carry in Christ. You start using the keys to the kingdom. You start binding and loosing in Jesus' name. And I believe good things are happening for you right now. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to thank those of you who continue to stand with us and support the prophetic ministry that flows from this house. We love you. We appreciate you. I do love you, and I do pray for you. And we take very seriously uh, the charge of the anointing on our lives. And uh, if you want to support the work here, I, I want to thank you for doing that. And you can give your offering in many different ways. Uh, probably the easiest way is text giving. And so you text any number amount to the number 84321. It's 84321. It's the easiest way to sow into the ministry and I know that many of you hear the voice of God right now, and you're being moved to support the ministry, and I'm, I'm thankful to God for you, and I honor you, and, and you honor the ministry of the Lord coming through us, and you protect it by supporting it, and I want to thank you for that. You know, I've said this before, but in the, in the Bible, prophets were pro- protected and provided for by the people of God. And sometimes the most unusual and unlikely people, widows, uh, different ones, would support the prophets and bless them. 
uh, but they understood the great reward for supporting the prophets. When you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you get the prophet's reward. Uh, believe God and be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. That's 2 Chronicles 20.20. 20. So if if you desire to support the ministry, again, that's the easiest way. Text any amount to the number 84321. Also, if you're watching on social media, uh, on one of the platforms there, if you want to sow a seed, you can click on the link in the comments section, and, and by doing that, it'll take you to the giving page, and you're able to give that way. Uh, if you prefer mailing in your offering, you can do that by mailing it to Life Point Church. That's L-I-F-E-P-O-I-N-T-E, Life Point Church, P.O. Box 1822, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Or if you prefer to go to our website and give that way, you can do that by going to lifepointchurch.cc. That's L-I-F-E-P-O-I-N-T-E, church.cc, lifepointchurch.cc. And there's a giving link at the top and at the bottom of the page. So if you want to scroll through and read and give at the bottom, you can do that as well. So... Again, I want to say to you, I believe 2023 is going to be your best year. <clears throat> the enemy is going to try to uh, do all kinds of things, but God's going to do miracles for his people and show his power. So have an expect, expectation of miracles. Have an expectation of God's power. God's not going to let you down. And let me just tell you, God will bless you. And I want to challenge the people of God to not be afraid of money, and not be afraid to use money. Uh, poverty says you cannot let go of money because you may not have any more. But <clears throat> the Spirit of the Lord says, if you let it go, I'll replenish it, and I'll give you more. Give, and it shall be given back to you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall I cause men to give to your bosom or into your to what's in your heart, your dream, your your purpose. <clears throat> so God blesses the generous. <clears throat> Lose the hang-up over money. Let God teach you to be generous. <clears throat> when you're generous, God causes generosity to come back to you in, in so many ways it's just abounding to you. It's a foundational principle of the kingdom of God, and God blesses those who bless the work of the gospel especially, what happens is you activate a spiritual magnetism for blessing. <clears throat> you become an attractant to the blessings of the Lord. God causes it to come to you. Give, and it shall be given to you. In good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, God will cause men to give to you. Let me also say God reminded me, <coughs> excuse me, again, of supernatural debt elimination. God wants to wipe out debt with his people. He wants his people to come out of debt. And when you give to the prophetic ministry, there's an anointing for debt elimination. God knows how to wipe out what was borrowed. <clears throat> and I don't have time to go into all the scriptures right now, uh, but God blesses those who bless his prophets 
And part of that blessing, you can see it in Scripture, is supernatural debt elimination. It's part of the anointing on the prophet's ministry. Also, I want to remind you that we are still in the final days of our times of prayer and fasting uh, through Sunday. And God's called us to this time, and so I'll be... Uh, we'll be teaching at length on Sunday at 4 p.m. at our LifePoint Church service, uh, and 4 p.m. at 403 Walton Ferry Road, right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee, 4 p.m. Uh, this Sunday, 403 Walton Ferry Road, right here in Hendersonville. You don't want to miss this teaching. I believe, like uh, <clears throat> the walls of Jericho, came down on day seven uh, as we entered into the last seven days of this time of fasting and prayer. God spoke to me that walls are coming down and that those things that have separated us uh, from our promised land, uh, they're supernaturally coming down. And we're going to begin to see entrance uh, into the promised land and see God release what he's promised us. Amen. So you don't want to miss this uh, teaching on Sunday. 4 p.m., Life Point Church at 403 Walton Ferry Road, right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. If you're not in the area, please tune in online, and we thank you for doing that. Uh, I believe you're going to experience a great breakthrough, uh, breaking out of old cycles, family breaking out of old cycles, and finally breaking into some new kingdom cycles. Amen. Amen. I want to thank our uh, one of our sponsors tonight is Mike Lindell uh, with MyPillow and MyStore.com. <clears throat> Mike is a strong brother in the Lord, and uh, he is really doing a great job for the kingdom of God. Uh, but he's part he partially sponsors this program, and so I want to encourage you to go to the website MyPillow.com or MyStore.com which is kind of his version of Amazon. Uh, It's just beginning for uh, uh, entrepreneurs here in in the USA. Uh, And if you use the promo code Marty, that's my first name, Marty. Uh, If you'll use that, you'll receive deep discounts on everything you purchase. MyPillow.com, if you're not sleeping on MyPillow, you're missing a good night's sleep. (laughs) I just want to encourage you in that. And uh, I also want to encourage you to try out the My Coffee. Now, the My Coffee uh, is his version uh, of this organic. uh, It's not bitter. It is smooth. I drink it every day. You're going to love it. Uh, But you find that at mystore.com. Again, use the promo code Marty, and you'll uh, you'll receive a deep discount on everything that you purchased. Amen. And by doing that, you support Speak Life, uh, you bless Mike Lindell, and you get some great products in return. Amen. So thank you for doing that. And uh, I just want to thank every one of you uh, that tune in week after week. You know, we're live every Friday night right here at 7 p.m. on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, and on Rumble. Uh, And so if you want to tune in, uh, to the live broadcast, uh, you can do that every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. I want to invite you to tell others about the program. Uh, that's Friday night, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, if you like podcasts, uh, we we have we turn this into a podcast every week. So 
Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Make sure you give us a five-star review. Uh, Help us out in every way you can. If you're watching us on any of the social media platforms, uh, you can find me at Marty Layton on all the social media platforms, on uh, YouTube and Rumble and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Truth and Getter and all all the social media platforms. Uh, I, I would invite you to subscribe, uh, ring the bell, do whatever the platform asks to do, uh, but uh, help us in that way. It doesn't cost you anything to do it, uh, and it really does help the program. So thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Proverbs eighteen twenty one again, it declares that the tongue has the power of death and life, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so I want to encourage you, always remember to speak life, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.